0: Hello, and welcome to Health Currents Radio. This is Ellen Goldsmith, your host. I bet if you're listening to this podcast, you're one of those people who thinks about what you eat. I bet you wonder Is this food good for me? I know it might taste good, but is it really good for me? But you might be thinking about it from a Western nutritional point of view, which is not uncommon. You might think about the vitamins and minerals that you're getting from this food. What is this food good for? Is it going to prevent cancer? Is it going to help me live longer? Is it good for my heart? Will it make me less tense? What vitamins and minerals does this food have? Is there protein? Is there fat? Is there too much sugar? Or is there too much salt? Well, today I want to introduce the five flavors of food as we speak about them from a Chinese medicine perspective, which is my specialty. And as it relates to our food, our eating, our pleasure, and our health. Because in Chinese culture and medicinal philosophy, the flavors are not only thought about in the way of what does it taste like, but it talks about it and thinks about flavor as what action does it have on the body. And in Chinese medicine, we really know that if we get the five flavors in food, that it will nourish us completely. And we'll walk away from our dinner or our meal feeling much more satisfied. So you might ask, well what's the problem with this? I like flavor, I go for flavor in my food and you know what what's really do I need to know about this? Well, you know, in modern culture we're being sold a bill of goods on foods and that bill of goods is primarily salt, sugar and fat. And the more of this that we eat and it's being promoted on television, on billboards, in magazines all the time the more addicted to it we become. In fact, a patient of mine last week came in, and she just was so upset. She said, you know, I'm just so addicted to junk food. I just feel like such a bad person. And I looked at her in the eye, and I said, you know, you're not. That's a physiological, that's a body response to the food that you're eating. You actually are addicted to it because too much salt, sugar, in fact, actually affects our brain chemistry in a way and lights up those addictive centers. So it is hard to change. But we have to because a recent study written up in the Journal of the American Medical Association shows that between 2000 and 2009, the rate of childhood type 2 diabetes, childhood type 2 diabetes. Type 2 diabetes is a disease that usually affects middle and older age in obese adults. But in children, it has risen 30% due to obesity, poor diet, and lack of exercise. And this creates a lifetime of burden for each one of those young people that the healthcare system then has to absorb. So, if we're caught in a cycle of eating that is not beneficial, how can we break it? And I want to say slowly. I mean, you can do it quickly by getting rid of all the processed food in your home. But for myself, when I began to learn about and explore the energetics of food and to really experience the true taste something started to shift. I started to know, just inherently, when something was missing. That when I ate a meal, if it it wasn't satisfying, then maybe there was something missing in that meal that didn't create balance and made me crave something else. Because our bodies know how to self-regulate. And when we know that something is missing, we're going to search it out. We may not pick the right thing. We may pick something that is more sugary, more salty, more fatty, because it just satisfies something but we're still looking for it we're we're still hunters and gatherers and explorers around food but it's just done in a different a different venue in modern life so from a chinese medicine point of view there are five flavors and you probably know what they are they are sweet they are it is salt it is pungent and it is sour and it is bitter probably the most underrepresented flavor in the Western diet. So let me just go through these flavors and talk to you a little bit about them and talk about where we can find them in our foods and what kind of action they have on our bodies from a Chinese medicine point of view. And the action is not only a certain type of nourishment that we get because all food has vitamins, minerals, enzymes, etc. But in Chinese medicine, we look at actions like nourishing, calming, dispersing, uh, clearing, purging, harmonizing. These are different kinds of words. But if you actually sat with these foods and the flavors of them, you actually might experience it. I, I encourage you to, to try and test it out. So let's, let's start with the most favorite flavor, which is sweet. And sweet is the most universal flavor, and it's found in whole foods everywhere. Most importantly, whole cereal grains, beans, nuts and seeds, meats, and of course some vegetables and fruits. Because sweet is the flavor that nourishes us. It helps us grow. Babies' children need the sweet flavor. They don't need the added sweet flavor of sugars or sweeteners, but they need sweet because Sweet, from a Chinese medicine point of view, nourishes us. It strengthens our core. It strengthens our digestive system. It calms us down. It eases tension. It even can ease pain. Now, I'm not talking about ice cream. (laughs) I'm talking about real, whole food. And Not that we should never use sweeteners, not that we should never use sugar or maple syrup or honey or barley malt or rice syrup or any of those, because those are useful in concentrated form, and they are like a type of medicine, but we want to kind of limit that and find the sweet flavor in food. So when my patients are going off of sugar, and I do a little experiment on that and cutting out sugar for one whole week and trying to get sweet from whole food, you will discover that the sweetness in an almond may not match the sweetness in a chocolate bar, but there is sweetness in that almond, that the sweetness in an apple will nourish you and feel sweet when you eliminate all those extra sweeteners from your diet. But we also can get sweet from brown rice, from carrots, from concoctions of foods together that bring out the sweetness, like a sweet potato with a little butter or oil on it, or a winter squash, or a cooked daikon radish, which when you eat a daikon radish, those long white radishes, is very pungent. But when you cook it, the sweetness begins to emerge. So sweet is kind of the central core of our diet. Now pungent is something else. When when I talk about pungent, we think, oh, spicy food, Thai food, Mexican food, spicy Chinese food, Indian food, all those things. Yes, those are pungent spices. But food... Itself can be pungent. And it in- exists inherently in foods such as radishes, mustard greens, arugula, garlic, ginger, onions, all in the onion family. Celery has a bit of pungency in it. And of course, many cooking herbs and spices such as mint, thyme, rosemary, cardamom, chili, cayenne pepper, cinnamon, all these in Chinese medicine are considered pungent. And pungent is an interesting flavor because It lifts our energy up. It kind of, in a way, you could say it excites us. But it does. It it has a kind of lifting energy. We use pungent flavor in herbs and foods when people are sick because it can help to what we say disperse and release the exterior, which means it can open your pores. So if you have a fever, you can start sweating. If you have a virus, it can help just eject it a little bit from the body. So pungent is a very uh, beneficial fl- flavor we use it in summer we have a little spicy food so that we sweat and we cool off inside but that warm kind of pungency like cayenne or curry or chili pepper those kinds of or pepper itself those kinds of things also help to keep us warm inside as we're opening our pores and cooling out the outside it's like our internal heating and ventilation system And pungent is also the flavor we find in alcohol. And pungent, when we drink alcohol and and when we drink it in moderation, it actually, you you can feel your body starting to warm up a little bit. You can feel your extremities a little bit. In Chinese medicine, we'll use herbs. We'll put herbs in wines and, and, and create these tonics that actually distribute the herbs throughout the body. So pungent is a really important flavor, but we don't want to overdo it. Okay, so now let's move on to salty. Now, salty is super common. We use it to flavor our foods, but it also is very vibrant in many common foods, such as seafood. That makes sense. It grows in the sea. Sea vegetables, which are incredibly beneficial, seaweeds. They have a lot of minerals, high levels of calcium, magnesium, iron, iodine, That help to nourish our endocrine system nourish our our whole system and bring some primordial energy into our body pork has a little bit of a salty flavor duck has a salty flavor the grain millet has a salty flavor and salty supports our kidney function in moderation it helps our body to to circulate the body fluids it helps our kidneys function well it's an elemental substance So it helps us connect to our elemental selves in a way. And salt is very cooling and has a very settling effect on our bodies. But you really want to read your labels because when you just get a box of even prepared soup, it has close to 700, 500 milligrams of sodium, which is very, very high. Whereas if you just ate whole foods and maybe added a teeny bit of salt, you would start to taste the saltiness in the food itself. Sour—a flavor so astringing that it makes our mouth water—and subsequently helps our body hydrate itself, moving our body fluids throughout our system, getting our digestive juices going. And it's a flavor that's found in most fruits, sweet and sour. Some in vegetables, and of course in vinegar. And it too has a cooling effect on our bodies, and it's so useful in summer to keep us hydrated. Those sweet and sour fruits are just marvelous to keep hydration alive in our system as we are faced with the heat and the dryness of summer. And bitter. Bitter is the final flavor, and it's probably the most least represented flavor in the Western diet. But it is found in a couple of things that we like a lot, coffee, chocolate, and tea. And, but bitter is also found in many wild greens, dandelion greens, arugula. Bitter is a sub-flavor in many vegetables, such as onions, olives, celery, and is most prevalent in the Asian vegetable bitter melon, mamortica, which is so bitter and so unusual that if you're Asian, and you've been brought up in a family that eats more traditionally, I can assure you, you've had bitter melon. And bitter melon is marvelous, but you really know, have to know how to cook it, which is interesting. You would cut the bitter melon. It looks a little bit like a, a rumbled cucumber. You have to add some salt to it because the salt will counter the, the bitter in the in the vegetable. And that helps to pull the water out. And then you slice it up, and you can sauté a little bit of garlic or ginger in some oil, and then you add in the bitter melon that's been cut in slices, and you can sauté that with uh, some fermented black bean or a little bit of shrimp or a little bit of pork if you like, and just a teeny bit of of soy sauce or shoyu, and just quick sauté just five ten minutes, and you have this delightful bitter dish that's used very therapeutically for people with diabetes. So. Bitter is a flavor that has a very purging, a clearing effect, detoxifying effect on the body and is super important, but is only taken in small doses. So if you were to create a meal that has all of these flavors represented, you would have a very balanced meal. You can enhance some of these flavors through cooking, fermenting, preparation where you put certain things together. Now, you may not want to put bitter and sweet together, well, we do have bittersweet chocolate, don't we? And that works. But bittersweet melon, I'm not quite sure of, or bittersweet arugula. But you might make an arugula salad with some sour, sweet and sour um, tangerine or grapefruit in it. That might work. Or a little bit of bitterness in a Parmesan cheese and saltiness in the Parmesan cheese. That creates a kind of balanced little dish for yourself. So why don't you just try that in your next meal? Really looking out and thinking about all those flavors, and while you're at it, try to align the flavors with the colors. And in Chinese medicine we talk about the five phases or elements of water, wood, fire, earth, and metal. And all of these elements have a certain color that's represented with them. So as an earth would be yellow and orange, and in the flavor would be sweet. And in metal, we would have the white or the beige color, and the flavor would be pungent. And in salty, the color is black and blue, and that is in the element of water. And in the element of wood, we have the color green and represented by the sour flavor. And in fire, you can imagine we have the color red, and that's represented with the bitter flavor. So if you have all the colors on the plate, all the colors in the meal represented, with a a smattering of all the flavors, even if it's just a little bit of bitter in a meal, you will probably walk away feeling a lot more satisfied. I hope that you try it because you actually might like it. And I hope that this serves as a, a simple introduction to the five flavors in Chinese medicine. Thank you so much for listening today on Health Currents Radio. And I hope that you'll join us again next week and for the subsequent weeks coming. If you'd like to listen to any of the past shows on Health Currents Radio, you can go to healthcurrentsradio.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash And I'd love to increase our community, so please go to the Facebook page and join us and like us and make some comments on all the past shows that you'll find there. You can also find us on iTunes and give us a review while you're at it or on the mobile app, Stitcher. I want to thank Pearl Natural Health, our sponsor for today. Pearl Natural Health is a naturopathic acupuncture and Chinese medicine clinic located in downtown Portland, Oregon. And you can learn more about Pearl Natural Health at pearlnaturalhealth.com. Thank you again for joining us on Health Currents Radio.